Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Wednesday, March 10th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the Indians' uh, offense really stepped forward yesterday in their Cactus League win against the Rangers out in surprise. Uh, the pitching looked great, but the hitting was really what stepped forward. Bobby Bradley, a couple of doubles, drove in three runs, two home runs for Daniel Johnson. Uh it's it, the young guys who need to start making their presence felt in camp are really starting to do that uh, in, in some of these uh, contested position battles. Yeah, definitely. It was uh, it was a windy day and surprise. The uh, ball jumps out of that ballpark when the wind is blown no, under normal conditions. But uh, the Indians certainly took advantage of it. What, four home runs, Joe? Uh, two by, like you said, Johnson. Uh, Tyler Freeman, uh, Will Benson got into the act, and uh, we're seeing some competition. Definitely, uh, you know, in in uh, Daniel Johnson, you know that that right field still is is kind of overpopulated. What what mm-hmm. do you think? Who do you who do you like out out there? Well, I I think Tito's first inclination, first urge, first sort of thing to do is is put Josh Naylor out there. I think yeah. He, he probably feels most comfortable putting Josh Naylor in right field and batting him anywhere between, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh in the order, uh, just, just below the heart of that order. Uh, and, and, and just to see what he can do, you know, Josh Naylor is going to put the bat on the ball and going to put a ball in play. He's not going to strike out too, too much. So, you know, I think that he's going to get that first chance, but Daniel Johnson is really making a push. Tito likes the way that Daniel Johnson looks out there. He just, he looks like an athletic right fielder with a a absolute hose for an arm. So I I can't see him not getting a chance to play out there. Don't forget Naylor's playing sort of out of position in right field. That's, that's not where he is most comfortable, most comfortable for Josh Naylor is first base, but that's a whole nother, you know, sort of uh, issue. Yeah, and, you know, you've got Johnson, you've got Naylor, uh, Luplo hopefully is coming back. Uh, Tito said he was going to step up his uh, workouts, his his uh, uh, intensity in his workouts today as he tries to, you know, get uh, get back from that uh, sore uh, or that inflamed uh, left ankle. Um, so, uh, you know, you've got Gamble out there. You've got uh, Harold Ramirez, I would imagine, is 
is out there. But like you said, Naylor, Johnson, and Luplo are probably the three guys that we keep an eye on. And, you know, Luplo has that inside track because he's a right-handed hitter, and we've seen what he can do against lefties in the big leagues. And, you know, a thought that occurred to me the other day, uh, Daniel Johnson can play center field as well. If, if that's an issue, yeah. if, if you're looking for a reason to get Daniel Johnson into the lineup somehow, and if Oscar Mercado is continuing to underwhelm you, uh, maybe center field is a position. It's, it's a spot that he's played before. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, you, you look at uh, center field right now, you've got switch hitting Billy Hamilton, right-handed hitting uh, Mercado and left-handed hitting Zimmer. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't think, you know, I thought uh, Zimmer had a good day yesterday. He wrote, he reached base four times and, uh, but uh, Tito was, was not, was not convinced that was the best performance. Tito, uh, Tito, Tito played the Simon Cowell when you brought that, uh, yeah. <laughs> brought that up. Uh, Simon Cowell from, uh, you know, the original American Idol. He, he wasn't all that impressed. Yeah. Devil's advocate for sure. I got the pitchfork right between the eyes there. What, what did but, he say? He said, uh, you know, he, he bunted for a base hit. Oh, but he bunted back to the pitcher who dropped it. Yeah. And he said he, he had a single, but as soon as he got on base with the single, he got thrown out trying to steal second. And he said, uh, sometimes yeah. you have to be brutally honest in, in, uh, evaluating players so i i'm not sure maybe maybe that's not a good sign but we'll see there's still a lot of spring left yeah tito came in with the uh, the big wet blanket on bradley Simmer's day i think uh from yesterday but again and and we'll see mercado out there today uh in today's home game really the lineup that that tito put together for today's game uh at at goodyear ballpark against the angels uh no mike trout but uh they're going to play the Angels at home, and that lineup looks to me like something that could be working as a, 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 a sort of a blueprint for the opening day lineup. The only real exception, uh, Tito went and did what he said he wasn't going to do yesterday, and he put uh, Andres Jimenez in the, the number two spot. Uh, I can't wait to see the kid back there in, in the number two hole, see if he can do it, but I don't think that's where uh, Jimenez is going to find a, a permanent home, at least in the early part of the regular season. Yeah, definitely. The way Tito was talking yesterday, I think if Jimenez does win a shortstop job, and right now it looks like he's got the uh, inside track, I think you move him down uh, lower in the order and and flip flop Mercado back up there. But Mercado's got to, you know, he's got to he's got to have a good spring, and you know he's 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 doing decent. He's hitting what 307, 304, 307. You know he's got a couple base hits. He, you know he's playing good D. So um, you know we'll see how that goes, but I think. You know, Tito didn't really name a, a name when he said he's got an idea who he wants to hit in that number two spot. But all indications were uh, that it was Oscar Mercado. Yeah, that was uh, that was a coded message to Oscar Mercado. Hey, you know, take this and run with it or somebody else is going to get that that chance. Uh, we did get a uh, uh, you and I got a, a Twitter uh, mention, a tweet from uh uh, Kel J. Collins, and he wants to know why we keep bringing up Mercado in the two hole uh, every time that uh, we mention, you know, we, we come on the podcast or whatever. Uh, he says he's not sold on Mercado. And my, my response to that is, you know, Tito pretty much said that that's the spot that he wants Mercado to hit in if he can, he can prove himself. And he's done it before. He's been in that number two spot before. Yeah. Track record is a big thing with Tito, I think. You know, when, uh, you know, you, and 
Um, Mercado has proven, he showed at least in 2019 over a significant stretch of games that he could handle that spot. Now, can he do it again? Can he repeat? You know, that's the, that's the key to being a big league player, to staying in the big leagues and, uh, you know, establishing yourself to, to come back and establish that consistency. You know, we haven't seen that. He had the down year last year. So, you know, let's, let's see what happens here. But I would think uh, the fact that Mercado did it once, I think that that's going to play a part in uh, Tito's decision. Uh, we mentioned Bobby Bradley and and his big day at the plate, uh, a couple of doubles, three RBIs. Uh, just the, the thing that keeps getting repeated and keeps coming up when we try to talk to Tito about Bradley is the way that he's positioned himself, not just for this competition in camp, but for his career moving forward uh, because of the, the weight loss and the strength training that he did. And he quote unquote, did it the right way. Uh, in cutting weight and, and getting and staying strong and, and working on his, his, his baseball fitness as well. Uh, Tito, it seems very impressed still with Bobby Bradley, but just not to the point that he, he just wants to go ahead and anoint him and give him the spot. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, this is Tito's MO in spring training. When a guy gets hot, he always kind of taps the brakes. He's done it, you know, since he's been here, you know, and he has good reasons too, because the desert is a fooler. Pitchers aren't, you know, at their full, at full go just yet at this uh, point of spring training, you know, you hit uh, and hitters, you know, can take advantage of that and look better than they really are. But I think what you said, Joe, you know, Bobby Bradley has put himself in good position here. Um, the, the one thing he doesn't have is a track record. You know, he's, he's only what he was only up here for what 2018 or 19 or what, like maybe 30, 40 at-bats, mm -hmm. if, if that much, hit one home run. Uh, so I think that might work against him. But, you know, I firmly believe Bradley's going to be up here in the big leagues this year at some point. You know, maybe Jake Bowers gets a call on opening day just because he's got more time in the big leagues. They can trust him a little more at first base defensively. But eventually Bradley's going to be here. I mean, he has to be here. I mean – because there's right. not too much more he he can prove in in AAA. He's hit you know he's hit he's 147 hit home in runs in AAA. With Indians baseball right around the corner, there's never been a better time for you to register for Indians Subtext. Our subscriber-based service gives you the inside scoop and analysis on the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on Cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions. It's a great way to avoid the trolls on social media. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why should you sign up? Here's one of our subscribers, Bill from Arizona. I think it's great the way uh, uh, you guys have handled it this year. And appreciate the fact that, you know, you usually, uh, when you're able, respond pretty uh, quickly, either just to me or to you know, to, to everybody. And it's nice to have a little insight on some things. And then maybe an hour or two later, the story will break. I kind of feel like I'm sort of, you know, on the QT in the know and it's fun. Bill and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the team and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or text Hoinsey or Joe at 
208-4346. Again, that's joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Or send a text message to 216-208-4346. We look forward to having you as a member of Indian Subtext. You know, speaking of on the Major League roster on opening day or, you know, getting there quickly afterwards, uh, yesterday we saw Aaron Savali, you know, he was Aaron Savali. He pitched three innings, gave up his first run of the, the spring, but, you know, just looked, it looks as locked in as Aaron Savali always does. Uh, went out to the bullpen and kept throwing after his three innings. Uh, he said he's up to about 50 pitches competitively right now. The, the real story for me uh, out of yesterday's game was Logan Allen coming in behind him and throwing up another three innings. Uh, Logan Allen gave up, uh, I believe it was a home run on a on an 0-1 uh, uh, changeup that he said he threw, um, that Tito said he threw right after the Indians had scored a bunch of runs. He was just trying to get ahead of a hitter. Uh, but Logan Allen had six six strikeouts yesterday in three innings. Yeah. So, and he, you know, he did a great job coming in after Savali, you know, last week against the Brewers, too. He did basically the same thing, not that many strikeouts. So, you know, what do you do with this guy, Joe? I, I don't know. He, he, he talked yesterday specifically about his slider and how there was just a, a, a really slight tweak refinement. He was throwing that slider to right-handed hitters and he was getting it to their back knee, but he wanted to get it to their back foot. He wanted the break on that slider to be a little sharper and a little crisper. There was a, a you know, just a, a little tweak that he made with Austin Hedges and that really made the difference yesterday. He said, for some reason, the, the hitters yesterday weren't seeing his fastball and uh, he, he's, he's, mid nineties on, on the gun right now, after the weight loss, he's maintained his velocity, but to be able to, to sharpen up that slider in game that way, that shows a lot of progress for a young guy like Logan Allen. Yeah. That's the key, you know, to make, you make, uh, you make, uh, you know, all those, those changes, those adjustments, you know, some guys can make it game to game, but you know, when you're, when you're really going good, you make, you can make it pitch to pitch or inning to inning. And that's the key to staying ahead of the hitters in that, you know, cat and mouse game you, you, that, that always goes on between pitchers and hitters. Yeah. If, if, if Logan Allen makes the club as a, as a starter, who knows, it, it, it all depends on how Quantrill and McKenzie do the rest of the way out in spring. It looks like they're positioned ahead of him right now, but if he has a chance to make it as a starter, if he has a chance to come out of the bullpen, you're throwing fastball slider like that uh, as, as a lefty, that's a, a, a devastating combination if he can do the way, do it the way he's been doing, uh, you know, his last two outings here in spring training. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been one of the big, the big stories at camp so far, Joe. I think he's, he's pitched great. I think he's put himself in competition for, you know, the fourth or fifth spot. You know, like you said, probably Quantrill and, 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 and McKenzie are the favorites, but, you know, McKenzie, to me, you know, has, has not pitched that well. And I know it's early, so you can't jump to conclusions, but, uh, you know, I think uh, Logan Allen is, is right there. So, and either what the, the question to me is, do you, do you put him in a bullpen where, you know, you, you're not going to be able to, to use him in, you know, in a lot of two and three inning uh outings or do you if he doesn't make the club do, does he go to the uh, alternate camp and start there well and and if you if if logan allen is on the major league roster at the start of the season in whatever role he's in 
I don't think Adam Pletko is, if that's yeah. the case. I think Logan Allen is in direct competition with, with Adam Pletko for a spot on the roster. Yeah, that's a duplication of guys, duplication of skills probably, you know, and Adam is out of, out of options. So, you know, that would, uh, you know, that's going to be a tough decision for sure. And, you know, Plutko has made, I mean, uh, uh, Logan Allen has made it a tough decision by the way he's pitched, if, if that's what it comes down to. A couple other guys who have uh, impressed so far, continue to impress yesterday. Uh, Trevor Steffen, the, the Rule 5 kid the Indians picked up from the Yankees. Uh, big kid, 6'5", six, six, right-hander, throws hard. Uh, consistency in the upper 90s with his fastball yesterday. Pitched another inning, uh, gave up one hit. I believe he struck out two. Um, so Trevor Steffen, uh, <laughs> making it uh, really hard to decide because if, you, if you're going to keep Trevor Steffen, you've got to keep him for the whole season on the Major League roster. Yeah, and uh, there, there are ways around that rule five, that rule five, uh, um, that those that framework, those rules. I mean, they could make a deal perhaps with the Yankees where, you know, you can make a trade and you could, if you like Stefan, uh, you know, enough, you could get him and then you could send him to the, you know, send him to the minors and, and keep him down there because obviously he hasn't pitched in the big leagues. He's got options, but uh, you know, so far he's been, he's been a great, great draft by the Indians. And uh, you know, I think it would be tough for them to return him right now. Yeah, right now the Yankees are saying, please cut him. Please don't, yeah, don't uh, right. offer him back to us because, holy cow, uh, Anthony Ghost had another good outing yesterday, uh, worked, worked a clean inning. Uh, so we're, we're almost getting used to uh, seeing that out of, out of Anthony Ghost. Uh, the one that uh, really kind of surprised was the ninth inning with Eli Morgan making his Cactus League debut. Uh, Morgan, a kid who spent uh, time at the alternate camp last year, came in and struck out a pair. Yeah, this was his first outing of the spring. Uh, he came to camp with sore arms, so he was set back. Uh, you know, he was behind the other pitchers, but he certainly looked uh, he looked ready yesterday. Two strikeouts, retired the side in order. Uh, so another guy to keep your eye on is he's a starter by trade. You know, I was talking to Ruben Niebla about him, and he said he's in the mold of a, a Savali of a, 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 not a Bieber, but Savali, a act, those kind of guys that, you know, that those, their pitching mechanics can get, get their hands on them and uh, hopefully turn him into a, you know, a, a bona fide or, a, or, you know, a productive starter in the big leagues. Yeah. You talk about the mold of, uh, of an Eli Morgan. He's only, he's only about 5'10", if that he's 5'9", 5'10", still able to throw hard. So he, uh, he, he's one of those pitchers though. You know, he, he pitches. He doesn't necessarily come at you and blow you away with stuff. He pitches to you. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe a poor man's Josh Tomlin. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, that's a good that's a good comparison. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, like you said, if they if they get their hooks into him in the uh, the uh, the pitching factory that you, you never know what the ceiling could be for some guys like uh, a guy like an Eli Morgan. So uh, that's where we are. There's a, a B game going on uh, as we speak. Uh, down in the desert, uh, Tito said he was going to watch it from the chair in his office. I think because uh, it's right <laughs> outside his window. But uh, that's that's good. Uh, you know, the some of the regulars, uh, guys like Beaver, the reason you haven't seen uh, some more of those regular players playing in the, uh, the the main Cactus League games is because they've been able to have a couple of B games to 
to sort of stretch out their pitching and, and, and get everybody a, a chance to get at bats. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll keep following what's, what's going on with these, uh, you know, B games on with the rest of the squad as well. Yeah. Carlos Vargas, Whitgren and uh, class A are pitching in that B game. I think it's a five inning B game against the Reds. And then they've got another one on Sunday. I think they said, Joe. Well, God bless the poor Reds prospect that has to step in against uh, <laughs> Emmanuel Classe on uh, on a on a backfield at Goodyear Ballpark and the Indians training facility. Uh, all right, Hoinsey, we will catch up again tomorrow. Uh, more action here as spring training continues. We're we're into that middle stretch where uh, where it's it's hurry up and and let's get to opening day. I think uh, I think we're starting to feel the grind a little bit, Hoinsey. Definitely, Joe. Definitely, it's. Uh... We're not at the, we haven't made the turn, the, the turn at the, uh, what, what do they call it in horse racing? The, uh, the final oh, back, turn. Down on, the back stretch? On the back stretch. But we're not we're down the back stretch yet. Yeah. It's more, it's more like we hit the clubhouse at the turn on a, on a golf course. And, and that's we're, right. Yeah. We're about there. We, we just picked up a hot dog and we're hustling out to the tent. <laughs> All right. We will catch you again later here on the Cleveland baseball talk podcast. Talk to you then.